2: Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
0: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio... Airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific on Ground Zero dot radio right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. You can always find The Secret Teachings on the Aftermath FM app or the Ground Zero dot radio website. Some of you listening in The Secret Teachings archive on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info or by searching for the show name on any radio or podcast player. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Those are the only two social media sites that we utilize. And if you go to our website, you'll find our subscription service. It is still discounted until probably after Christmas. You can also find my books, physical and digital copies, and look into the show a little bit more if you don't know anything about us. We have an about page there, all of our show promos, etc. info. Last night's show, For Whom the Ball Tolls, we discussed the Balenciaga scandal. I'm not sure if even scandal is the right word. Balenciaga Gate, Balenciaga, and a number of other fashion companies, Fashion Nova back in 2020, Utilizing children, this isn't really anything new, utilizing children to sell their products, but not in a way that is kind to children. Putting children into situations where they are treated like animals, dog collars, dog bowls, sexual implications, such as BDSM teddy bears. Having little girls wear sunglasses with their clothing cut so short that it looks like They basically have underwear on. And these are three-year-old girls in the case of Fashion Nova, in the case of Balenciaga. It's a little darker than just kids wearing clothes that maybe a young woman would wear to a nightclub. It's children that are put into positions where they look like they've been drugged. They look like they've been given large amounts of alcohol. They're laid out on the couch as a gift to be molested, to be raped. The implication is there. And the implication is clear in virtually all of the Balenciaga advertisements that were pulled, that you have drugged out or drunk children, children that are bound, children that are prepared as gifts. You have the dog collars, the leashes, the BDSM stuffed animals, the candles, the, the wine glasses, the rainbows. And in fact, the original press release for the advertisement says that the photographer, Gabriella Gallimberti's work, was part of a series called Toy Stories, which was defined and described as an exploration into what people collect and receive as gifts. In the case of this photography, the children were the gifts. And this photographer said that they were only hired to shoot these images. They had no say in the direction of the shoot. Balenciaga likewise claimed innocence, even filing a $25 million lawsuit against the production company North Six and the set designer Nicholas de Jardins. And then, of course, after apologizing and pulling down the bondage and the torture and the rape ad, the company then replaced it with an advertisement that had even darker undertones. If you paid attention to the background of the new advertisement, you saw the work of artists like Michael Bormans. You saw the work of artists like Matthew Barney. And these two artists depict things like, well, tortured children, cannibalism, figures in dark robes, Ritually doing things to people. Molesting them, raping them, torturing them, murdering them. Blood rituals. And of course, pedophilia. Barney's work, Matthew Barney's work, is more scientific in the sense that he focuses on the cremaster cycle. Cremaster is of course the muscle that regulates the testes. So sperm and the temperature of the testicles, etc. Really great stuff that you want to associate with children. And the original Balenciaga ad... Campaign also featured underneath of a handbag a copy of the Supreme Court decision Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition, which made legal simulated child pornography, which was a horrendous decision as far as I'm concerned from the Supreme Court. And when you look at these images, which are really hard to look at and really difficult to um, to stomach, and of course we asked the question last night: How any parent could allow their children? Because these are young children. To be in these advertisements, the parents have to be equally as disturbed as the photographers, the set designers, and the company that approves all this. But when you look at these images, if you can stomach them, they just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, including one of the main stylists, one of the main designers for Balenciaga, Lota Valkova. She works with Balenciaga Vogue, Adidas. It's it's interesting because Kanye West is now being investigated for reportedly showing like naked pictures of his ex-wife or showing what they're saying is pornography when he was, you know, at his place of work. I believe Adidas was one of the companies. He was, he, Kanye West just walked in and started showing people, hey, look at this pornography. Yeah, I, I don't really believe that. But you know, even if that were true, Kanye West is under assault because of that. I don't think it's true. And yet the woman that works with Adidas, Vogue, and Balenciaga, Lota Velkova, if you go look at her photographs, her images, what she considers to be art, what she considers to be fashion design, it 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 isn't even art. It isn't even fashion. It's literally. A child's room covered in blood. It's literally people that are murdered. It's literally children with their entrails ripped out. Children that are tied down to chairs with tape over their mouth. Listening to, as is implied by one of these photos, a headset plugged into a computer, probably listening to something that is wiping or washing their mind. You look at these photographs... And it is some of the most disturbing, perverted, satanic imagery that I personally, I thought the Michael Werman stuff was bad. When I look at this, this quote, fashion designer stuff, it is torture, it is murder, it is ritual sacrifice. It is stuff that I sincerely cannot scroll completely through. I mean, the woman is, for all intents and purposes, she is a witch witch. She even says that she's a witch, but like the really bad witches, not like a Wiccan witch. She's a sex witch, she calls herself. Of course, witches of this caliber, they use sex to divert sacred energy into unsacred, sacrilegious acts. And part of that includes the torture and the murder of children. So you look at all of that and you realize, well, this isn't fashion. This isn't art. This isn't her expressing herself. This isn't the company making a mistake. This is what the global elite do. This is what the big multinational corporations, this is what the big heads of state, this is how people are compromised. This is what these people are into. And this perversity stretches back into the ancient world. It's a cult. And it has become well-known around the world, largely due to social media. And as a result of this information becoming well-known to the average person, there have been barriers and diversions that have been erected and implemented to keep you from understanding, from keep, to keep you from realizing what this is really all about. Those diversions and barriers include things like Pizzagate and QAnon. Fictitious, manufactured, made-up nonsense. When you look at this woman's work, when you look at Balenciaga, you find it's not an accident, it's not a coincidence, it's not just art. Some of it, I would venture to say, might even be real. This might actually be real snuff. These might be real people that have been murdered. I would go that far as to say that. But this is all part of the cult. And as the state and as the priestly class obtains more and more power They demand more and more obedience, more and more respect, more and more acquiescence. They're like the perverted priests, stereotypically, of any ancient culture that practiced human sacrifice. The priests were out of their minds, crazy, nuts. They were constantly taking hallucinogens. They were completely disconnected from reality. And as intermediaries between, quote, God and man, or God and the king, they were demanding more and more human suffering, more and more sacrifice, cutting people's heads off, draining the blood out of bodies. You see this all throughout the world. And it's not in the heathen and um, what we might call uh, savage tribes of, of, of jungles in South or Central America, because those Cultures never practiced this kind of human sacrifice until later when they were perverted by what we would call demonic or satanic gods. The original Quetzalcoatl practiced the ending of any kind of barbaric practice such as human sacrifice. It was only when Quetzalcoatl and Veracocha and others left South and Central America that they performed human sacrifice again viciously and angrily because of all the lost time to appease gods like his Ketlipoca. And so you find that this is a practice all throughout the ancient world, but it's not a practice that evolved into a hidden form over time. It's been public and then it's been preserved in private, public and preserved in private for generations and generations, for thousands of years. Now it's on the surface. And as the priests and as the kings and as the cults, that run the world, reveal to the rest of us who they really are and what they are really about. As they ride the wave of innocent blood into the bowels of hell, they are trying to take as many people with them as possible. This is why I believe, aside from medical reasons, aside from certain uh, you know particular cases, the very, very rare cases of incest or rape, This is why people have become so obsessed with abortion and they keep pushing the limit, pushing the limit. Well, maybe if we kill them up to the point of birth, maybe we kill them a week after birth, that's still abortion because that's human sacrifice. And the average people are participating in that because it's easier to swim with the big fish rather than resist it. It's easier to participate than to stand against it and face the criticism of the mob, face the ridicule of the mob. Now, if you sh- you saw tonight's promo, you might not think that this has anything to do with the show tonight, but I promise you it does. Because while well, that is the cult and that is the ideology and that is the disconnection from God and source and nature that you find in the inner circles of these big corporations and you find in the inner circles of world governmental agencies and bodies, you know, like the World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization the wealthy, powerful families like, you know, the saxe coburg windsor family. You find this stuff all throughout the world, every single society, every single culture, every single country, for the most part. You find this barbarism, this heathenism, this savagery. You find this Satanism. You find this evil. You find this destruction of innocence. But this cult has been exported to the general public, and it's been exported in a variety of ways. One of those ways is called climate change. It has been exported, and that cult has developed its own kind of energy, its own kind of ideas. People have been brainwashed, in some cases, to set themselves on fire as a demonstration against climate change. We saw that happen in New York with a university professor. set himself on fire because, well, climate change was out of control and nobody wanted to do anything about it, so he killed himself over it. Just recently, a week ago, An Israeli climate activist smashed tablets representing the 10 climate change principles mirroring Moses' smashing of the biblical commandments in a demonstration against climate crisis in action atop Jebel Musa, that's the mountain thought to be Mount Sinai. An Israeli climate activist smashed 10 commandments in the place where it is believed Moses received the 10 commandments from God. The tablets which read, Keep Your Promises in Hebrew, represented the ten spiritual principles for climate repentance. I also mentioned this at the beginning of last night's show. Back in May of this year, 10,000 people gathered to watch a coronavirus memorial burn down in what they called a cathartic moment of rebirth. They had seven torchbearers, a very important number in creation mythos, seven torchbearers and a reverend bring the flame to the temple and the wooden monument called Sanctuary was burned to the ground seven days after it was opened. So seven days after it was opened, seven torchbearers came and burned it down. This was intentional. It was ritualistic. And all the images and all the writings that were put into into the temple inside of this temple, this was all to send up the the words and the memories of those relatives who, quote, died of COVID-19 into the heavens so that the gods can hear those prayers and welcome those relatives of ours, those friends and those loved ones. This is all cult activity. Climate change, COVID-19, this is the public version of what Balenciaga, the public version of, of what one of their head fashion designers, Lota Valkova, believe in. This is the public version which rapidly moves the public from a state and a stage of innocence and being unaware to buying into and believing in their own cult within a very short period of time, ripping families apart, ripping communities apart, ripping relationships apart, ripping friendships apart in the name of the climate or in the name of COVID-19. I've been saying this for years. Others have been saying this for years. These are cults and not the good cults like the cult of Mithra, not the cult of Christ. These are bad cults. These are cults that demand human sacrifice. And what does climate change fundamentally at its core imply? The climate is changing. Humans are responsible So humans are the problem humans need to be done away with. And what is the foundation of the human? Carbon. We are carbon-based life forms. So the climate change narrative is intimately married to the COVID-19 narrative. Because within the COVID-19 narrative, you have the same exact idea. Humans are dangerous, humans are poisonous, humans are spreading disease, humans need to be quarantined, humans need to put things over their faces, humans need to get these shots to protect themselves from spreading the disease to other people. COVID-19 and the climate change narrative both promote the same idea, they both imply the same idea, carbon-based life forms are bad, carbon-based life forms spread disease and evil and chaos. They harm each other. So we need to do away with both the human and the planet that the human inhabits. This is a very alien, very anti-human ideology. The climate change narrative and the COVID-19 narrative both imply that it is our breath. It is life itself. It is carbon That is a threat to the planet and to other people. So if we can just restrict these things, if we can restrict breathing, if we can restrict people interacting with one another, we can stop climate change and we can stop COVID-19. That's why a zero COVID policy, as China is still violently enforcing, is the same as the zero emission target. That all the world leaders at the G20 in Indonesia want to implement. And I have that G20 declaration from mid-November, which does indeed talk about forced vaccines for international travel. Quarantining you to your own country indefinitely. Never allowing you to travel unless you take the vaccine and have a way to confirm it with international authorities. Now, for those of you who heard our show on Iran, we talked about how the White House has barely, but they have, barely condemned what the Iranian government is doing to their people. However, the White House and Justin Trudeau in Canada have also spread a lot of fake information about Iran. They've said things like, Iran is killing tens of thousands of protesters. That's not true. In fact, Iran has killed a handful of protesters by sentencing them to death, although they can appeal that death sentence. Not that that might, you know, that might not mean anything at all. But they've only sentenced a handful of people to death because they were doing things like trying to destroy government buildings. Kind of sounds familiar to the U.S. They were doing things like attacking other protesters and trying to harm other protesters, which doesn't make any sense. They're probably agent provocateurs. It's probably all just a fear, scare tactic get people to stop protesting. And why are they protesting? Well, because a woman was killed for not wearing her headscarf correctly, not wearing her headscarf the right way. Despite the fact that in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians in the Bible, it also says that women should cover their heads, should not cut their hair short. In the presence of God, they should cover their heads. And the West says, well, Iran is bad. That's because Israel influences our foreign policy. And even though Iran is the second place victor in the world for murdering innocent people, uh, China is number one and the U.S. won't condemn China. So if you heard our show on that, we went into great detail. And tonight we have a very similar situation as the Biden administration not just won't condemn the actions of the communist government of China in general, but specifically with China's zero COVID policy, which has led to They have not stopped, folks, years of severe lockdowns, countless people dying in their homes, even food distribution being squashed and prevented by the government because the government says, we'll bring you your food. You can't order food. You can't trade food. You can't go out and get food. Recently, there was a huge fire in the Zhejiang province, and a lot of people died and protesters apparently have had enough. so they are going out in mass and protesting in various cities across China, including in Beijing. And Western media has been almost silent on the matter and the Biden administration has said virtually nothing about these protests. John Kirby of NSC Communications for the White House, said that the protesters are just expressing themselves, we don't want to speak for them. But you will speak for the people in Ukraine, though. You will speak for the corrupt government of Ukraine and the actor president, money launderer Zelensky. You won't speak for the anti-Russian protests in Russia or the anti-communist China protests in China, or the anti-communist protests in brazil our media doesn't cover the protests in brazil over the stolen election the media won't cover the protests even in maricopa county here in arizona over a fraudulent illegal election that has now been certified as of yesterday the media won't show you the protests in russia they won't show you the protests in china in fact A BBC journalist, Ed Lawrence, was detained filming some of the protests. And the police said he was detained, quote, for his own good in case he caught COVID from the crowd. So you see COVID-19, climate change, CO2, carbon-based life forms, zero tolerance for COVID, zero emissions for carbon dioxide. It's all part of the same cult. It's all part of the same agenda. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about how vaccinated people now make up the majority of COVID deaths and about how all the side effects of those vaccines, for the most part, are being blamed on things like random chemicals in the air and even climate change. Climate change is actually causing the side effects of the vaccines. It's not the vaccines. And the White House says, if you don't want to get your booster, that's fine, but if you do get it, we'll give you some money off of your groceries. All that, plus Dr. Fauci... As he leaves the administration on his way out promoting vaccines, vaccines, vaccines and defending communist China. Just as World Economic Forum leader Klaus Schwab is defending communist China. He said it is the role model for many countries. I'll tell you more about that when we come back from break. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings and there's more after this.
2: The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
0: From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio.
1: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info when you subscribe for a month or a year you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs you can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family with your subscription you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive just visit the secretteachings.info and click on the donate subscribe tab at the top of the page use the secure paypal link and start your membership today by subscribing you
0: Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum recently said that he believes China is a role model for many countries. He said, I think we should be very careful in imposing systems, but the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Very much just like uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau said that he admires the communist Chinese and he admires their dictatorship. Klaus Schwab also admires the technocratic dictatorship of China. Why would he not? And Dr. Anthony Fauci, on his way out, probably trying to avert being subpoenaed by Congress over his actions and decisions of the pandemic response, although the pandemic is not technically over, right? They keep telling us that it's not over, that it is over, but it's not over. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated Now, the Washington Post has reported vaccinated people now make up a majority of COVID deaths in the United States, according to federal and state data. And Dr. Fauci on his way out says, well, I'm not saying I defend China. However, if what they're doing with these lockdowns, if the purpose is to get people vaccinated, especially the elderly, then I guess I'm okay with those lockdowns. Take a listen to this.
2: China's official news agency today published an op ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE, or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is, let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time to do that. But they have very, very strict type of a lockdown. They're locking people in their homes, which is really, they can't even go out and, from what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. That's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of what you want to do.
0: So what Dr. Fauci just said there, there's a lot to unpack. He says he's okay with the lockdowns. He's okay with the strictness of the lockdowns, so long as there is a purpose and a reason behind them. Now, the implication there, of course, is that the purpose and the reason behind them is to stop COVID-19 or to get people vaccinated. He said another example would be getting ventilators or personal protective equipment, etc., But he says that it would be okay if you have a reason. Well, the Chinese government has a reason. It's called preventing dissent, it's called preventing protests, preventing the expression of speech and thought. It's called preventing an uprising against the authorities. And for Dr. Fauci to sit there on CNN and say, from what I understand, they're not letting people out of their houses, they're keeping people inside, they can't even go shopping for groceries. This is precisely what his policies, what his decisions led to in the United States. Now, sure, things weren't as severe as Australia or severe as China. But what Dr. Fauci is saying, what Dr. Fauci is alluding to is a much more sophisticated form of terrorism and a sophisticated form of authoritarianism that even China has. Because in China, it's we will physically force you to do this. In the United States, where you have people like Dr. Fauci at the wheel, it's not that we'll physically force you to do this. We will use psychology and terror and fear to coerce you into doing it yourself, into turning in your neighbors, into attacking people for not wearing a mask, into saying goodbye to long-time friendships, breaking up with your partner, breaking marriages up even in some cases, Because someone won't get a vaccine. Dr. Fauci is sophisticated enough as a psychopath to get you to do these things to yourself. China doesn't have time to convince you to do it for yourself. China is just going to physically force you to do it. They're going to physically put you in your home, physically put you in jail, if you don't do what they tell you to do. Now that, of course, that level of fear incites people to abide by the authorities, to abide by the administration, to abide by the party. But a lot of people still rebel and protest against that. I would say that the sophisticated form of terrorism and fear and psychological torture and manipulation that people like Dr. Fauci implement is more devastating, is more highly refined than what the Communist Party of China does. And I think that there's a a relationship that these two forms of authoritarianism share. And that is, in China, largely they can do the physical stuff because they already have control psychologically of the mass majority of people. It's intertwined because the people know if they don't obey, then there's a physical response. In the United States, it's psychological for the most part. And if we allow the psychological torture and terrorism to continue, it will eventually become physical. I'm not saying one is worse than the other. I'm saying that these are different forms of population control. And what Dr. Fauci is saying in this clip, and I'll play it again, is a double standard, it's ironic, and it's also Hitlerian. For all the things people say about Adolf Hitler... The idea that Hitler believed the ends justify the means, that's what Fauci is saying. Well, I mean, if you're locking people in their homes and not letting them go grocery shopping, as as long as you have an end game, as long as you have an end goal, like maybe getting vaccinated the elderly, maybe getting older people the vaccines, maybe making sure you have enough ventilators. If if this is the point of the lockdown, then I guess it's okay. That sets a precedent, and that means... As long as you have an end goal, it doesn't matter what the end goal is. It doesn't matter if it's benevolent or malevolent. As long as you have an end goal, as Dr. Fauci says, then it's okay to have these kinds of restrictions. Let's take a listen to that again.
2: China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective.
0: Oh, they're very scientific and effective. Scientific psychologically. Scientific Socially, they know how to control the population perpetually. And they've done that for 75 or so years.
2: Are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection,
0: there should be a purpose to it. When have we ever done this, by the way? Remember people asked that question in 2020, 2020? When have we ever quarantined healthy people? When have we ever locked down all of society over something that has an incredibly high survival rate? This is just the official storyline. This is just the official narrative. When have we ever done things like this?
2: Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get
0: all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time. To- so as long as it's temporary, to suspend free speech, free publication, free expression, free association, the right to protest, the right to defend yourself, your family, your property, etc. As long as it's temporary to suspend basic civil liberties and basic human rights. As long as it's temporary to experiment on you with gene therapy, as long as it's temporary to force you to do something against your will that will devastate your body, mind, and soul, that will devastate society, that will devastate relationships, that will devastate small businesses, that will vertically integrate all the wealth upward into the hands of a very small percentage of the global population largely into the hands of mega banks and mega corporations. As long as it's temporary, then it's okay. If the goal is to sterilize the public, I guess it's okay. If the goal is to put people on trains, I guess the, the whole the whole idea is okay. If the idea is to murder a million people, I guess, as long as you have a goal, then it's okay, says Dr. Fauci.
2: To do that, but they have very, very strict type of a lockdown. They're locking people in their homes, which is really they can't even
0: go out and From what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. Didn't they do the same thing in Australia where people got fined for leaving their homes? What about here in the West? My friend up in British Columbia, the island of Victoria, she said that during the height of the pandemic, they had zones. And if they left their zone, they would get in trouble. That's precisely what is happening in communist China little zones where you can't go outside of that zone. And those zones have gotten smaller and the response has gotten stricter. People have been locked in their homes for years now. Can you even believe we can say that? It's been years people have been locked in their homes. People have died because they have not received food. They have not received medicine. They have not received medical assistance when they have needed it. People have died because they've lost uh, connection and contact with families with friends, with children. But as long as there's an end game, right? As long as the ends justify the means forcibly vaccinating people, etc. Dr. Fauci is okay with it, he says. Now, here in the United States, we implement a different kind of psychological manipulation. Part of it is a reward-punishment system. For example... Some of the rewards that we were offered included being entered into a lottery to win a pickup truck or to win, uh, maybe win a little bit of money. We were offered free Krispy Kreme donuts, remember that? We were offered uh, some fries and a cheeseburger in New York City. We were told that if we get vaccinated, we could get a discount on certain things at certain businesses. Just recently, the White House, due to dismal booster Shot numbers. October 25th, the White House announced additional efforts to help Americans get their free updated COVID 19 vaccine this fall, says WhiteHouse.gov. Part of the way they're encouraging people to get the vaccine is they've teamed up with companies like Albertsons, CVS, Rite Aid, Southeastern Grocers, Walmart, and Sam's Club, Walgreens. Etc. And when you go to a store like Albertsons, for example, all of their 1,722 stores and pharmacies are offering walk-in COVID-19 vaccines even in the evening, even on the weekends. And they're also offering 10% off groceries up to $20 off for people who get their COVID-19 vaccine in store. So they're bringing back Some places, they never went away, but some stores are bringing back the incentive. You get a discount on your groceries if you get a vaccine. Only up to $20, though. All right, only up to 20 bucks, But you get 10% off. You get 10% off your groceries if you get a vaccine. I mean, this reeks of desperation, doesn't it? This reeks of patheticness. And yet, I guess some people will go do it? Maybe they won't. I don't know. I mean, I guess the White House is so concerned um, that people aren't getting their boosters and these companies are willing to give you discounts on. I'm sure it's being subsidized, willing to give you discounts on groceries, willing to give you discounts at the pharmacy, willing to give you discounts on anything really you buy at the store. I mean, some stores, I mean, Albertson sells more than food, willing to give you discounts if you get your vaccine in store. I mean, it reeks of desperation and it's incredibly pathetic. And it shows that nobody is willing to, in mass, go out and get the booster shots. But the illusion is that people have become healthier and safer and less sick because so many people went out and got their vaccines. So many people went out and got their booster shots. Well, I guess that can't really be the case then, because we're supposedly still dealing with not only COVID-19, but now we have the flu. Now we have RSV, respiratory condition. We have a lot of other problems we're facing. So I guess the forest vaccines, lockdowns, et cetera, didn't work. Same kind of a thing in China, right? You would think after years of strict, harsh authoritarian lockdowns that China would have been able to get rid of and eradicate the disease. In fact, China, you would imagine, with their strict scientific mitigation techniques, they would have been able to eradicate every disease. That is, if diseases were caused by the things we're told they're caused by, that is, if China weren't doing today what China did in the 50s, and that is lie about a disease, lie about a series of diseases, force people to stay at home, prevent people from going out in the street, force people to wear masks, and force people to get vaccinated or not be able to leave their homes. They did that in 1952, 1953, etc. And that in the early 1950s was later admitted to have been a hoax by the Communist Party government to obtain greater control over its population. It worked there, then it's working here now, and it's working in China, again, a revamped version of it in the more technocratic age in 2022 over there today. And Dr. Fauci says he's okay with it, as long as there's an end goal. So it's okay if the government takes your property. It's okay if the government prevents you from earning a livelihood. It's okay because there's an end goal to all of this. We didn't say you'd like the end goal, but we're justifying the actions because the end justifies the means. Now, according to the Washington Post, more vaccinated people are now dying of the COVID disease and 58% of the COVID-19 deaths in August in the United States were people who were vaccinated or boosted. A majority of Americans dying from COVID were at least partially vaccinated, according to the new analysis of federal and state data. The death among vaccinated people is increasing due to waning efficacy of COVID vaccines and increasing contagious strains of the virus, being spread to elderly and immunocompromised people among those who have taken at least one vaccine dose. Outgoing White House Chief Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci has emphasized the safety and efficacy of the approved COVID vaccines in preventing severe illness and death, encouraging people to get vaccinated and boosted as soon as possible. And if that doesn't convince you, Albertsons will give you 10% off on your groceries. Other stores like CVS... We'll give you $5 off a purchase of $20. That's how much people will sell their souls for. I get $5 off my pack of cigarettes and my two liter of soda at CVS. Well, give me two shots. Can I get $10 off? Rite Aid, they'll give you a discount. Five bucks off $25. Look at how generous they are. Southeastern Grocers. Uh... Southeastern Grocers has sent text and email reminders to customers, says the White House website, offering $20 in free groceries when they get their updated COVID-19 vaccine. You notice it says updated because the originals didn't work. Walmart and Sam's Club, uh, 5,000 of these Walmarts and Sam's Clubs uh, are offering um, discounts to consumers, encouraging you to get not only COVID vaccines, but flu shots. Uh, They're also of course, playing the audio messages in the store constantly over and over again, just raw propaganda. Walgreens is doing um, similar things. Walgreens also, they've invested millions of dollars. This is what's really disgusting to me. Walgreens is investing millions of dollars in paid media and direct outreach to encourage vaccinations across black and Hispanic communities between now and the end of the year. Yeah, and a lot of the filth and garbage that Walgreens sells, like the snack foods and the sodas. We read the Rudd Report a few weeks ago on the show that demonstrated statistically most advertising money, like a majority of advertising money, goes toward advertising campaigns for Black and Hispanic communities, which tend to suffer at higher rates of things like diabetes, heart disease, you name it. So Walgreens is advertising to black and Hispanic communities to get their vaccines in the same way that most major food companies, including Red Bull, which increased their spending by 850 percent in the last year, advertising primarily to black and Hispanic communities. Now that we know that vaccinated people make up the majority of COVID deaths, we can ask an objective question of the people that are dying, quote unquote, of COVID-19. Are they dying, as some would suggest, from the vaccine? Or are they dying of something else entirely? I believe that most of these people that are dying are dying not of the vaccine, but they're dying of normal conditions that in large part they subject themselves to over a lifetime. A lot of the people that are dying, including elderly people, are dying of natural causes, perhaps exacerbated by poor lifestyle decisions and exacerbated by the fear and the loneliness and the anxiety and the terror and the torture of the last two plus years. So 58% of coronavirus deaths in August in the U.S. were people who were vaccinated or boosted. But the people that have been vaccinated and boosted are also more likely to go get the tests. So if somebody tests positive and then dies, the statistics show that they're dying even though they're vaccinated but they might not have died from the vaccine. They definitely didn't die from the virus because it doesn't cause a disease. The particle in the body, because they're not testing for a virus, they're testing for material that they assume based on computer models causes a disease that they have been yet to identify uh, based on the particle that the particle causes the disease. So they don't actually know what causes what. So these are people largely dying of other things. And now because so many people have, I guess, gotten vaccinated and continue to get tested. I'm guessing because I don't know for sure, but based on this data, they're saying 58% of the people in August who died of COVID-19 were vaccinated. That means two things. One, it's not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and therefore vaccines don't do anything except perhaps make you sicker based on the official data. But it also shows you that these tests, because if you get a vaccine, you're still testing. You're still testing to see if you get sick. Even if you're not sick, you still test positive. So the 58% of people that died of COVID-19 probably didn't die of COVID-19. And they probably also didn't die of the vaccine. They probably died of other things naturally. And then it was blamed on the coronavirus. And since the vaccines can do no harm, no one is going to blame the vaccine. We're going to blame the virus and tell people it's because it's increasingly contagious It's being spread to more elderly people and more immunocompromised people. So try to work that through with me. 58% of the people in August who died of COVID-19 had been vaccinated or boosted, which means they had the vaccines and the boosters. 58% of the deaths. Now, statistically, the people that get vaccinated and boosted continue to test religiously, compulsively. So if they test positive or if they die from whatever the reason is and then they test positive after they die and they have a record of having been vaccinated and even boosted, they didn't die of the vaccine or the booster, which is probably happening in some cases because the vaccine can't do anything wrong. The vaccine can't be dangerous. So they must be dying from the coronavirus because they tested positive for it before or after they died which means that the vaccines are not only not dangerous, but the vaccines are only losing their ability to fight the disease because the disease is actually mutating and it's becoming more contagious and it's affecting more elderly people. You see how the gymnastics work? The vaccines will prevent you from getting sick. Now they just prevent you from getting severe illness and death, which you also can't quantify. And when more people get the vaccines and more people continue to test after getting the vaccines and continue to die of natural causes or whatever the causes are. It couldn't be the vaccine, which it certainly is in some cases. It must be that the virus is mutating. The virus is finding a way to get through the defenses built by the vaccine and it's still killing those people who got the vaccine, which means the vaccines don't work. But instead of acknowledging that, they're saying, no, it's contagious strains of the virus. The virus is getting more and more contagious. I also have printed out here a long list of articles, news articles that you're going to want to probably look these up and keep copies of them because they are they are truly unbelievable. Uh, I have three of those here. This is from May of this year. The other two are from just a week or so ago. Uh, this is from Earth. I believe this is earth.com or earth.org. The study is published in the journal Science. Researchers at the University of Copenhagen have discovered a highly reactive chemical compound called ROOH or hydrotrioxides. They say the chemical is extremely oxidizing and likely to affect both human health and global climate. So, oh, it affects your health and it affects the climate. According to the article and according to the Journal Science, get this, the scientists suspect, they can't prove yet, they suspect, trioxides are able to enter into tiny airborne particles called aerosols, which can be easily inhaled and lead to various health hazards, including cardiovascular and respiratory disease. Now hold on to that thought for a second. Here's Gizmodo from November 21st, a soil fungus. That causes lung infections is spreading across the US. When a person breathes in these fungal spores known as histoplasma, they can contract an infection called histoplasmosis. They can develop serious illness, including cough, fever, chest pain, body aches, fatigue, according to the CDC, and a lot of these problems involve the lungs. Of course, the coughing, the chest, the pain and issues like that, the lungs. And therefore, they're saying the soil fungus is causing respiratory disease. And here's another one. Climate change is worsening headaches and other neurological diseases. As the planet becomes warmer, people with neurological diseases such as headaches, dementia, multiple uh, sclerosis and Parkinson's disease may experience worsening symptoms. Scientists have warned. So more and more people dying who have been vaccinated. It couldn't have been the vaccine. It probably wasn't in most of the cases. The vaccine can't cause those problems. If they're dying, the vaccine can't cause those problems. Natural things can't cause those problems, can't cause that death. So it must be a new strain of the virus, says the Washington Post and business standard. And likewise, there can never be any side effects to a vaccine, so the increase in Respiratory disease, cardiovascular disease, it has to be from highly reactive chemicals in the atmosphere. It has to be from a soil fungus across the United States. We find it everywhere, the experts say. It has to be from climate change. That's what's giving you neurological problems and headaches. It's chemicals in the atmosphere. It's climate change. That's what's causing the explosion in neurological, respiratory, and cardiovascular diseases there's nothing to see just go to Walgreens go to Sam's Club go to Albertsons get your discount get your booster shot and you'll be safe because it's effective it's safe and it's saving lives and if you don't do it well of course you're a bigot you're a racist and all the other things they call you and at the end of the day no matter what we've done no matter what we've said if we just declare a pandemic amnesty, according to the Atlantic newspaper magazine. Then all the bad things go away. I'm going to tell you more about the pandemic amnesty when we come back and the 20 or the G20 Bali leader declaration signed mid November, just a week or so ago, two weeks ago uh, in Indonesia. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the secret teachings more after this. Don't go anywhere. The
2: Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
0: From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio.
1: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit TheSecretTeachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself.
0: Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Think about your hero when you're at Ground Zero and crawl up to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in. Monday through Friday, you can catch the show 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, groundzero.radio, Aftermath FM app, or the Ground Zero app, thesecretteachings.info, our website. You can find the show archive there, links to all of the different ways that you can listen to the show. I know some people have different apps they like to use. And you can subscribe to the full archive which gets you access to the montages, my digital books, a private RSS feed and the archived show without any advertisements at www.thesecretteachings.info. That is discounted right now, it's only $40 for the whole year, not just the end of this year but the whole year up until next year at this time, 2023. We also have our $20 special for all four of my digital books. You can get that separate if you already have a subscription. Uh, you won't need that because you have access to the books. But if you don't want to get a subscription, you just want to see some of the books that I've written, want to read them. It's 20 bucks for all four books. You can donate through PayPal, rdgable at yahoo.com. Or you can use the cash app, which is the money sign rdgable. That is our handle And if you do do that, it doesn't tell me what you're donating for. So please send me an email. Let me know you've made the donation rdgable at yahoo.com. That's also my personal email or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Yes, I've tried other platforms. I've tried Gab, I've tried Gitter, I've tried Truth Social. Personally, I don't like Facebook. I also don't like those platforms, and uh, I'm not even allowed to post on Gab, so I don't trust them either. So I don't really use a lot of social media, Uh, just that Twitter account and uh, the old Facebook page that I've had for like, I don't know, 12, 13 years, probably somewhere around there. So anyway, that's the way you can support us. That is the way that you can contact us. That is the way that you can follow us here on The Secret Teachings again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Cleaning up some of the loose ends from the last hour, when you look at the COVID-19 narrative and the climate change narrative, you find two parallel narratives that are intimately married underneath of the surface. They're coming from the same source. Zero COVID policy. Zero emissions. In Israel this last week, A climate activist smashed tablets representing the ten climate change principles which read, keep your promises in Hebrew, the ten spiritual principles for climate repentance. Of course, this mirrors Moses' smashing of the biblical commandments and this was done on Jebel Musa, the place that many believe is the mountain known as Sinai. Likewise, Back in May, we told you, this is just one of many examples, seven torchbearers brought flames to a wooden monument called Sanctuary, and the sanctuary was burned to the ground in order to symbolize and to represent the release of the spirits of the dead People that had died from COVID-19, this took place in Warwickshire in the UK. The tribute, according to Sky News and others, was for those who died after testing positive for coronavirus. They didn't even die of the virus. They died after testing positive for it. You could test positive, walk out in the parking lot of the grocery store or the pharmacy or the clinic, get hit by a car, and you died of COVID-19. The guy who designed this sanctuary, David Best, has also done a lot of work at Burning Man. Some of the 10,000 or more people that came to watch it said that it was a moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration. It starts a new age. It starts a new normal, the building back better of society. Zero COVID policy, zero emissions policy. What is the climate change narrative all about? Carbon dioxide. What is the COVID-19 narrative all about? You breathing, you spreading disease. You're a dirty human. Even if you're not sick, you could still spread disease. Cover your mouth. It's the same psychological torture. And it is a cult. They've even had a series of commandments written. What they call climate repentance. You can go to, I think it's NBC News. They have a section on their website where you can repent for your climate change sins. And that structure they burned in Warwickshire was literally a sacrificial altar to whatever it is that COVID-19 ultimately is an extension of. It's a cult, and the burning of that temple, the sending of that smoke, of the letters and the pictures, it's going to a god or a goddess or an idea somewhere in the universe. This is a cult, and it's the same kind of a cult behind Balenciaga. It's the same kind of occult behind one of their main fashion designers, Lota Velkova. They show you in the fashion world, quote unquote, in the art world, quote unquote, human beings being tortured, children being sexually abused, people being ritually murdered. Everything is covered in blood. Marina Abramovic style, Aleister Crowley style. In the style of the beast. Whether it's Balenciaga, Vogue, Adidas. Children being sacrificed and cannibalized. This is the public declaration. The public revelation or the revelation of the method. The method is the destruction. And the abuse and the torture of the innocent. There is no other word to use to describe who these people are except to call them, in the true sense of the word, Satanists or Shaitanists because they are the adversaries of good in the world, of life in the world. These are the same people. They kill the innocent. They destroy beautiful things because they are corrupt and black inside. They have a pit where their soul should be, and where their heart should be. They are vessels for demonic possession of the most perverse and disgusting and depraved order where I can't even physically look at some of the stuff that this Lota Valkova woman shares and promotes on her social media, which she now has made it private because people have pointed out that this is an art or fashion. This is literally like a murder scene. There's just blood all over this kid's room and that's supposed to be, oh, it's fashion. No, it's probably an actual snuff video they shot. They probably murdered a child after raping them and then they call it fashion. It's not fashion. It's not art. It's evil. It's demonic. It's a corruption of the innocence. It's an abuse and a destruction of the innocence. It's chaos masquerading as wonder and beauty. No, they destroy all the beauty. These are the same people that turn beautiful places like Portland into third world countries. They're the same people that turn beautiful places around the world into authoritarian hellholes like Venezuela or China. And it doesn't make a lot of sense on the surface why countries like the United States would make what amount to deals with the communist Chinese but won't work with Russia officially. We'll make deals with Venezuela, but we won't work with Russia. We'll ask the Venezuelans, we'll ask the Iranians, we'll ask the Saudis to increase oil production. They laugh at us for the most part. Saudis a lot more advanced than Venezuela. Venezuela's probably the the, the worst of all three of those those centers of power in the world. Venezuela is probably the worst for you know, asking for oil production. And uh, yet we do that, but we won't talk with Russia about it. We'll condemn Iran sort of for some protests, but we won't talk about the Brazilian protests over a stolen election. We won't talk about the Chinese protests, not the ones that were going on in Hong Kong that were shut down because of the quote, uh, quote pandemic, but the ones happening all over China right now, including at the capital. Because COVID-19 and the policies implemented to fight COVID-19 have driven people to the breaking point. Just a few weeks ago, there was a huge fire in China. And a lot of people died in that fire. And a lot of the reason that people died in that fire was because, well, they were locked down. They were prevented from leaving their homes because of COVID. People are still, of course, locked down. And what does the Biden administration do? And I'd say the same thing if it were the Trump administration or any administration. The White House, Joe Biden and strategist John Kirby say, well, the protesters are voicing their opinions. We don't want to get involved in that. But we will send arms and weapons to Ukraine. We will get involved there. We won't help the Russian protesters that are protesting the war. We won't help or even talk about the Brazilian protesters protesting the stolen election. We're certainly not going to help the Chinese protesters protesting against what amounts to one of the strictest authoritarian states in the world, probably in the history of the world due to the technology that they implement to maintain control over their population. We won't say much about that because... Well, we have economic deals, business deals with the Chinese. The NBA loves China. LeBron James loves China. They make a lot of money from China. According to this article from Politico, it says Biden administration reacts with caution to China protests. It says the U.S. still wants to maintain base level stability and cooperation with China. I think you can do that even if you condemn the protests, can't you? We're doing that with Iran. We've condemned the protests uh, or the government's response to the protests in Iran, but we're still asking them to help us with oil. China is an important global power and economic partner, says Politico, whose help it wants, the U.S. wants, on everything from pandemic preparedness to battling climate change. Why does the U.S. want support and help from China on battling climate change when China is not part of any of the Glasgow or Paris or Indonesia agreements. China's not a part of any of that. Why do we want China to help us? Why do we want to work with China on something that they openly refuse to participate in? They are responsible for most of the world's pollution in the oceans outside of India They are responsible for more pollution on average individually as a society than Americans. They don't have to do anything, though, in China. They get to keep doing what they've always done. We have to change our lives in the United States because we're a bad country, right? And pandemic preparedness. How can the White House still say, ironically so, that while the people of China are protesting over being locked down, burned alive, tortured, beaten, having their businesses and their livelihoods and their food and their property taken away from them, how can the U.S. still look at China and say, we want to work with them on pandemic preparedness? Even officially, it doesn't make any sense. Because officially, all the mainline and all the alternative narratives, even Dr. Fauci now says, yeah, So I got an open mind to the virus coming out of China. Well, if that's the case, why do we want to work with China on pandemic preparedness and climate change? It's probably because of what World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab said recently. Uh, My friend Leo Zagami published this on his website. And uh, I thought it was a good little article that Leo wrote. So I printed this out. I got a copy of it here in front of me. And it says this. World Economic Forum founder, Klaus Schwab, sat down for an interview with a Chinese state media outlet and said the following. I think it, China's response, it's a role model for many countries. I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. Systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. China is the role model. That's why they don't condemn China. That's why, despite the fact that there are protests due to the restrictions for the so-called COVID-19 pandemic, we say we won't condemn those protests We won't help those protesters. We won't condemn the state of China. What we'll do is we'll say it's really the protesters speaking for themselves. We don't have an opinion. We'd like to work with you more on your pandemic response, which is right in line with what Dr. Fauci recently said as he's on his way out. He says that, you know, they have pretty strict policies there in China, pretty strict lockdowns. But if they have a purpose at the end of the day, then as long as the purpose is met, these restrictions are OK. If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then OK, Fauci says, because, of course, the ends justify the means.
2: The China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are, are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE, or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for
0: then okay for a temporary amount of time, he says. As long as you're going to do it for a reason. The reason doesn't have to be benevolent. You just have to have a reason. If your reason is to force everybody to get vaccinated, as long as you do it for a temporary amount of time till everybody's forced to take the vaccine, then it's okay.
2: Then okay for a temporary period of time to do that, but they have very, very strict...
0: And here's the irony. Locking
2: people in their homes, which is really they can't even go out and, from what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. That's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of
0: what you want to do. So as long as you have an underlying purpose, then you can force people to stay in their homes. You can force people to take vaccines. You can lock down and restrict access to basic necessities. Including human interaction. Dr. Fauci is telling you that this is the psychological, fear based, trauma based policy, and has been for the last two plus years of officials in the US government. They're just not doing it with the same kind of ferocious physical violence that China uses. We're using psychology here in the United States. The UK is using psychology, the SPIB. They said that they were using fear to control the population, fear to get people to think the virus is more deadly than it really was. That's in their official documents. Here in the US, the American Medical Association, Fauci's NIH, both of them said that there are ways to get people, to coerce people into participating in getting vaccines or Adhering to other mitigation policies by making them feel bad about themselves, about how they could affect friends or family. That they should do it because it's patriotic or because they can get back to normal if they do it. None of that is based on science. It's based on psychology, If it is science, it's science of the mind. How does the mind work? How can we manipulate it? How can we alter it? How can we change it? How can we force people to do what we want them to do without lifting a baton, without lifting a nightstick, without lifting a weapon against them? What Fauci is saying is almost more terrifying than what the Chinese are doing. In China, you see the authoritarianism. You know it. When they come with the soldiers marching down the street, the police marching down the street, checking people's phones, Apple is working with China right now to prevent people from getting together and protesting. Apple is blocking apps that help people to gather together in a community for a cause. That's the same Apple that doesn't like Elon Musk anymore. It's the same Apple that's pulling their advertising from Twitter because Elon Musk said, I'd like people to speak freely. Because Apple makes a lot of their products with slave labor in China. So, of course, Apple supports the communist regime of China. Apple's a big company. A lot of intellectuals, leftist intellectuals love communism because it's a a good idea, right? It sounds so good. Equality, justice, science. You know, Karl Marx said the same thing about his philosophy. Karl Marx... Never had a job a day in his life. Karl Marx lived like a leech off of friends and family and taking money from people. Karl Marx said, if you disagree with my philosophy of economics, if you disagree with my philosophy of politics, of social reorganization, my philosophy is science. Just like Dr. Fauci said. Remember Dr. Fauci said that? He said, I am the science. When you're questioning me, you're questioning the science. That's exactly what Karl Marx said. Karl Marx said, my philosophy is science. If you question my philosophy, you don't believe in science. And just like the beginning of that clip on CNN, China calls their lockdowns scientific. This is a word game. This is all in the mind. Equality, equity, safety, efficacy effectiveness, all these words are meaningless. They are purposeless. They're about as meaningless as Kamala Harris when she talks in circles using words like policy. Our policy is that we have a policy to enact a policy and we're looking forward to working with other countries on our policy. It doesn't mean anything. You see these politicians, whether they're congressmen senators uh secretaries of state attorney generals uh whatever and you see them on social media saying we thank whatever whatever state and the electors for getting us elected we're we're looking forward to implementing our policies and we're looking forward to taking care of the people of this it's all meaningless it doesn't have any substance or essence to it it is purposeless Vaccines are safe and effective. Elections are safe and effective, safe and secure. Lockdowns are scientific. Well, so is the splitting of the atom. Jack the Ripper had a pretty good understanding of bodily anatomy when he dismembered people. Jack the Ripper was scientifically inclined when he disemboweled people. Is that a good thing? Science, 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 science. We're still on that, huh? In fact, science is telling us a lot more than just that. Science is telling us they know why so many people are getting sick. So many people are dropping dead suddenly. Why so many people are developing respiratory and cardiovascular diseases. Now, I I disagree with the mainstream and the alternative when it comes to this, because just like. I don't think anybody was dying from a disease. People were dying from normal things and then they put those normal things into a new category, i.e. COVID-19 and then everybody's dying of COVID-19. And I think that's been upkept for so long that now vaccines have been distributed to so many people that according to the Washington Post, most vaccinated people now are dying from the coronavirus or I should say Most coronavirus deaths, COVID-19 deaths, are a result of people dying after having gotten the vaccine. But I don't necessarily think they died because they got the vaccine. I think they died of other conditions, and now they're being put into the same category. But since so many of those people in that category have received a vaccine, now it looks like more and more people are dying who have gotten the vaccine. The vaccine's not working. So the media and people like Fauci are saying, well, the real issue here is, that the strains of coronavirus are becoming more contagious. No, it's not that people died of a virus, and it's not that people are dying in mass from vaccines, which people certainly are getting sick, dying, and having other problems that are life-changing, life-altering because of vaccines. But during the pandemic, before the vaccine, people were dying of normal conditions. They weren't dying of a virus. In the same way that when you have vaccines distributed and people start dropping dead, Again, it's not just because of the vaccines. They're still dying from other conditions. They're still dying from things that are lifestyle choices. They're dying from old age. They're dying from gunshots and car wrecks. This is how they've inflated the numbers. 58% of the people who died of COVID-19 in August in the U.S. were vaccinated. But the vaccine didn't kill them, and the vaccine had no side effect. They died because the virus was so contagious, not deadly, they just say contagious, so contagious that they got sick and they died and the vaccine didn't stop it, so you need a booster shot. So the White House is working with Albertsons and other grocery stores and pharmacies to give you discounts if you buy some groceries and then get your COVID-19 vaccine and or flu shot, you get, in some cases, up to 10% off your groceries. Or you get $5 off, 20 bucks at pharmacy because they have to keep the number of vaccines up got to get those end of the year numbers up got to please the shareholders of Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna and all the others so what do they tell us well the science says climate change is actually causing migraines and neurological disorders Science says that soil fungus is causing all the lung infections. It's not because of masks. It's not because of vaccines. It's not because of people smoking and other conditions. It's because of a soil fungus. That's real, by the way. That's not made up. That's Gizmodo, November 21st. And then back in May, I talked about this highly reactive chemicals discovered in the atmosphere. These hydrotrioxides are causing respiratory and cardiovascular diseases. So nobody's getting sick from vaccines. Nobody's getting sick from lifestyle. It's all chemicals and soil funguses and climate change. So we need a zero tolerance policy for COVID-19, a zero tolerance policy for carbon emissions. That'll save the environment. That'll save us all from climate change and from COVID-19. The vaccines and the masks haven't done anything stop it but they haven't done anything to make it worse either they're just totally benevolent they're just there i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings after this break we're going to go more into detail about that the pandemic amnesty and the indonesia g20 declaration which ties all this together more after this don't go anywhere
2: Listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings.
0: If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food Philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. Oh. I hate this channel. Where you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This
1: is
2: Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. With
0: Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with the Davidnightshow.com and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. <laughs> So here we have it, according to the Washington Post, more vaccinated people are now dying of the COVID disease. 58% of those deaths in August of this year, according to Business Standard, Fox News and the Washington Post, quote, were people who were vaccinated or boosted. Now, I don't believe that it's because the vaccine is killing people. I believe that the vaccine is dangerous. Potentially deadly, life-threatening and life-altering. But I don't believe the vaccine is killing a bunch of people in the same way I don't believe that a virus was killing a bunch of people. I think people were dying of natural causes, self-inflicted injuries over a lifetime, and accidents. And I think all those things were put into a category that we called COVID-19 with the nightly ticker on the television screen, letting us know how many people tested positive, how many people got infected, how many people, well, it's implied, how many people were sick, or how many people died after testing positive, but not necessarily because of a virus. In the same way, I don't think vaccines are killing everybody. I think that people are continuing to die from accidents, poor decisions in their life, and natural causes. An alternative... Independent media is saying that people are dying in mass because of vaccines. In the same way that mainstream media has been saying for two plus years, people are dying in mass because of COVID-19. So it's always something else that is causing us to be sick and die. It's always a virus. It's always a vaccine. Again, vaccines, life-threatening. I don't think that they work. I've read all the literature that I can get my hands on. Vaccines do nothing but make us sicker. Vaccines do nothing but make us unhealthy. They destroy our body's ability to function properly. Depending on the kind of vaccine, mRNA gene therapy do a lot worse things to the body than that. However, it doesn't mean people who get the vaccine are dying from the vaccine. Now, with that being said, over half of the people dying of COVID-19 are dying Having been vaccinated, I think that's simply because so many people have gotten vaccinated, not as much as the companies would like, which is why the White House is working with Albertsons, CVS, Walmart, et cetera, to give you discounts when you buy groceries or things at the pharmacy if you get a COVID-19 vaccine. But those are the boosters for the original shots. A lot more people got them, and I think a lot less people are getting the boosters because they realize, oh, these things don't work. Now, the reason they don't work, we're told, is because according to Business Standard, Fox News, Washington Post, et cetera, the death among vaccinated people is increasing due to waning efficacy of COVID vaccines and increasing contagious strains of the virus being spread to elderly and immunocompromised people. You notice they say it's contagious strains. Contagious doesn't mean that something is deadly, contagious doesn't mean that something is harmful. Laughter is contagious. Yawning is contagious. That's scientifically proven. It's not dangerous, though. I guess, unless you can't stop laughing, maybe you could die of that. There have been laughter pandemics. If you want to look up that interesting story, we've actually done a show on that before the laughter pandemics, a dancing pandemics throughout history. But laughter is not dangerous, even though it's contagious. Yawning is not dangerous, although it's contagious. Just because something's contagious doesn't mean it's dangerous. And these are the types of words, the type of word choice, the type of sentence construction that are used to imply things that you believe based on narratives, based on the status quo, to be true. People are only dying even though they've got vaccinated because... Of more contagious strains. Well, that implies they're deadlier. It doesn't mean they're deadlier, though. It just means they're more contagious by whatever definition. That means you're more likely to catch them, but they're probably less less dangerous, even though they're more contagious. Is what they tell us. That's what they have been telling us about all these new strains. They're way more contagious, but they're less deadly. Same thing with how we define a COVID nineteen death. You died because. You tested positive, or you died after you tested positive. I should say, you died after you tested positive, but how did you die? Were you shot? Did you have a heart attack? Was it from the vaccine? What was it from? This is really hard to quantify when we blame everything on a particle and everything on a vaccine. In fact, we blame our problems collectively and individually on everything except our own personal decisions. It's gotten to a point now where, although I don't think people are dying from a particle, people are still dying. And I don't think everybody's dying from the vaccine, although certainly vaccines are extremely dangerous, extremely deadly. I know several people who've had family members who got the vaccine, got cancer, and died. Like very, very soon after they got the vaccine. However, that doesn't mean everybody who gets a vaccine is going to die, because I know plenty of people who got a vaccine who didn't die. That could be because a lot of those vaccines are, well, saline. I highly doubt they gave LeBron James the the, the real vaccine. It's just like in Germany, was it 10 years ago with the flu vaccines? They're like, yeah, we gave the German parliament special vaccines that don't have thimerosal or mercury in them. Remember that? They called them clean vaccines that they gave European leaders but the general public gets the unclean vaccines. According to an article back in May, this is from a website called Earth, but you can find this on, it's like a science website, kind of like NASA's website. Uh, Find this on Live Science and others. Highly reactive chemicals discovered in the atmosphere. They call these hydrotrioxides. Hydrotrioxides. And hydrotrioxides, According to this article and according to the scientists working at the University of Copenhagen, these trioxides get into aerosols, they can be easily inhaled, and lead to various health hazards including cardiovascular and respiratory disease. Oh, so cardiovascular disease and respiratory disease are not caused by diet, not caused by lifestyle, not caused by smoking, not caused by vaping, not caused by hitting, you know, uh, you, you know the, the blunt or the, the, uh, the marijuana every day, whatever the kids are doing. I don't smoke weed. I don't know what the terms are. Uh, it's not caused by any of that. It's not caused by vaccines, which we know that cardiovascular issues, myocarditis, pericarditis, swelling of the heart muscles or the heart itself Those are all side effects of the vaccine, but none of that is causing it. It's not the compulsive smoking and the compulsive poor eating habits, compulsive drinking, compulsive stress and anxiety and worry. It's not the vaccines. It's not the medication. It's highly reactive chemicals in the air. That's what's causing you to have cardiovascular problems or respiratory problems. It's also probably not the fact that we've taken those conditions and put them into a new category we call COVID-19 listing those as symptoms of COVID-19 when in fact they were symptoms of larger issues. And now that that has begun to wane, more people are having cardiovascular disease and respiratory problems. Well, that's probably because the water, if you will, is shifting out of one container back into the other container. Because we filled up the COVID container all the way and then the flu went away and cardiovascular death went away, and, which is the leading cause of death. But it's not just a highly reactive chemical in the atmosphere. It's not just hydrotrioxides. It's also a soil fungus. According to an article November 21st from Gizmodo, an illness causing fungus known as histoplasma is in the soil of nearly all US U.S. states, according to this new study. And it says the study suggests this is the case. The CDC claims that histoplasma or histo is found in the soil of central and eastern U.S. states, largely in Ohio and the Mississippi River Valleys. Gizmodo even says the assumption is based on research from the 50s and 60s. However, in reality, this team says that the original assumption is wrong, that it's found all across the country. And when a person breathes in spores of the fungus, they can contract an infection called histoplasmosis. And then... What are the symptoms of this disease? Well, coughing, fever, body aches, chest pain, and fatigue. Sounds like every other disease, doesn't it? And then, just a few days ago, right before this article came out about the soil fungus, this article is from The Independent. Climate change is worsening. What's it worsening? Headaches and other neurological diseases. Climate change is causing a lot of problems. As the planet becomes warmer, people with neurological diseases like headaches, dementia, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, etc. may experience worsening symptoms. A study published on climate change and neurological diseases, which included a variety of other studies that were reviewed, showed that extreme weather events, it's just weather, it's not an extreme weather event, it's just weather, and fluctuations in temperature were associated with a higher prevalence of stroke, migraine headaches, hospitalization of dementia patients, and worsening MS. The data was compiled and published in the journal Neurology of the American Academy of Neurology. On November 16th, 2022. So we have. Hydrotrioxides causing respiratory. And cardiovascular disease. We have a soil fungus. Causing lung infections. And we have climate change. Making headaches worse. And causing neurological damage. So you have neurological damage. Respiratory damage. Cardiovascular damage. And a series of symptoms. That are the definitions, the defining factors of virtually every single disease complex. That is, every disease complex or what they call symptom complex. And all of these things are being caused by climate change, soil fungus, and a new chemical they found in the air. And the new chemicals causing not only these conditions, it's also causing climate change. The new chemical is causing climate change. That's causing the neurological diseases. That's causing the cardiovascular diseases. That's causing the respiratory diseases. That's causing the fever and the aches and the chills. Those are not my words. Those are three articles telling you that it's not because of the stress and anxiety. It's not because of the constant smoking and alcohol consumption and the poor diets, poor lifestyle decisions, not because of the lack of sleep. It's not because we stare at screens all day. It's not because we're terrorized and made fearful by the media. It's not because of even in this case, viruses. It's not because of vaccines. It's not because of masks. It's just because these things are natural in the environment. Even climate change is naturally occurring because of the environmental things we never looked at before. But humans are still the problem, so humans need to do things to stop climate change and to stop COVID-19. That's why we need a zero-emission policy and a zero-COVID policy. Likewise, I read this article from Yahoo. It says, masks aren't to blame for the surge in RSV. RSV causes mild cold-like symptoms in adults. Ooh, very scary. These surges in flu and RSV infections are happening at an earlier time of the year and at higher levels than is typical. According to Raywatt Dionnan Dan, an epidemiologist at the University of Ottawa, we know one thing for certain. Quote, just because we wore masks all this time, it didn't mean that we hurt our immune system which I thought was kind of strange because when I read that, I was thinking he was going to say just because we wore masks all the time didn't mean that it made us sick. I guess he kind of said that. He said it doesn't mean it hurt our immune system. I thought the article was referring to RSV, mild cold-like symptoms, trouble breathing. I thought it was going to say that uh, RSV was not caused by masks. I mean, that's what the headline says. Masks aren't to blame for surge in RSV. So in other words, they're sticking with germ theory and they're saying it's not because you wore a mask that your immune system debilitated. That's why you got RSV, the virus, the respiratory virus. It's because um, there's a lot of viruses going around. And just because you wore a mask doesn't mean that it hurt your immune system or that the mask itself and all the bacteria, fungus and mold, as the Japanese studies we've talked about have shown and any common sense would, would tell you. Gives you the respiratory problems you're wearing the mask to prevent yourself from getting. And it's not because of a virus. It's because you've made your body toxic enough for things to thrive that, well, they don't do so well in the body and they're not happy and your body's not happy and it makes you kind of feel uh, bleh. But keep wearing the masks because the masks are really helping. In fact, in China, where they've had the strictest lockdowns in the world, where they're still locking people down, where there was a fire a few weeks ago and it killed a bunch of people because people were locked in their homes... And where people can't buy food because the government gives it to you. And if you're caught buying food or caught trading food or trying to order food, they just shut off your apps, shut off your income, shut off your bank accounts so you can't actually get access to anything. You know, like what Justin Trudeau did up in Canada and then took away people's right to own a gun and have self-defense and freely speak the way they want to speak and all that. He does admire communist China after all. China still has COVID-19 rampant everywhere, we're told. How is that possible? I guess those mitigation techniques didn't work. And that's why, according to The Atlantic, a day after Halloween, Emily Oster, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. All the things we did to ourselves and to other people, we should just forgive ourselves for that. She says this, we all wore cloth masks that I had made myself. She's talking about her family. We had a family hand signal, which the person in the front would use if someone was approaching on the trail and we needed to put on our masks. Once when another child got too close to me uh, or to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her social distancing. These precautions were totally misguided in April 2020. No one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. No, you did know. And if you didn't know, shame on you. I knew. Clyde Lewis knew. Most of you as my audience, Clyde's audience, or any other show you listen to like this, you knew. Emily Oster didn't know, apparently. So writing for The Atlantic, she says we should just forgive each other. Because we didn't know. We didn't know that we've never locked healthy people in their homes. We didn't know we've never shut down businesses, small private businesses, and allowed big box stores to stay open. We didn't know that we've never done that before. We didn't know that we forced people as a condition of employment, as a condition of earning a living, as a condition of engaging in commerce, as a condition of going to the park even, that you had to wear a mask or eventually get a vaccine, which luckily we have some function of the republic still operating where the Supreme Court said, yeah, you can't force employees of businesses to get these vaccines. You can't force employers to force employees to get the vaccines as a condition of employment. You can't do that. So let's just declare a pandemic amnesty. She says, I have been reflecting on this lack of knowledge thanks to a class I'm co-teaching at Brown University on COVID. Oh, Brown University has a COVID class. We've spent several lectures relieving... Uh, Reliving the first year of the pandemic, discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. No, we were very, very aware of how these policies and mitigation techniques would not work because they've never worked in the past. They never isolated the virus and proved it caused a disease and because they were asinine at best. What all this is really about is ego and a feeling of superiority. Only the doctors and the scientists can think. You can't. Only the doctors and the scientists are intellectuals. You need to follow and do exactly what they do. And when they tell you that, oops, they made a mistake, then you need to forgive them for that mistake. They were just trying to help you. You heard what CNN and Dr. Fauci said. China's lockdowns, China's ruthless crackdown on protesters, it's all just scientific. And they're right, it is. It's a scientific, technocratic Dictatorship, where the party is the dictator, the Politburo and the president for life, the dictator. uh, They run the country, they run your life, and you can't do anything about it. And if you try to protest, then you're spreading the disease. In fact, there was a BBC reporter, let me find his name here, Ed Lawrence, who was filming the protesters in China. Good for the BBC for even sending a camera crew and somebody uh, to document it. And uh, Shanghai police beat, handcuffed, and detained Ed Lawrence. This was just Sunday for filming the protests. And then the police said, we did it for his own good. Why did you do it? Quote, for his own good in case he caught COVID from the crowd. Yes, they had to beat him, handcuff him, etc. So he wouldn't catch COVID. COVID. Oh, aren't they so humanitarian? Aren't they so cautious and careful in China? See, this is the gaslighting. They will literally beat you. They will handcuff you. They will detain you. They will then gaslight you and tell you we only had to beat you because you could have caught COVID and we had to stop you from catching COVID. Nonsense. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Yeah, I don't think so, Emily Oster. You should read this article. It's unbelievable. We didn't know about the masks. We didn't know that none of this stuff would work. Actually, we did. We did know. She says, another example, when the vaccines came out, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the mRNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccines have won out, but at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a and j preference. This misstep wasn't nefarious. It was the result of uncertainty. Well, there's a couple of things there. If it was uncertainty, then we shouldn't have been trying to force people to take them. Just like Dr. Fauci said, oh, that whole thing about menstrual cycles, we'll have to study that more now that we know that it's a thing. Well, then you shouldn't have advocated for their approval and issued recommendations knowing that people were going to follow them as laws because people are ignorant and stupid and telling people they have to get a vaccine to have, an, uh, have a job. Plus, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, as far as I'm concerned, was a scam to get people scared about traditional shots so they take the mRNA option. Just another form of psychological manipulation. Oh, and by the way, here is an article. I mentioned this, I think, last night or last week. Sick with a new Omicron variant? Be prepared for this symptom. You ready for the symptom? This was published in Curious Journal of Medical Science. The symptom is, drumroll, fever. That's the new symptom, and that was published November 15th by Fortune. Wasn't fever one of the symptoms of COVID-19 before? Every strain of COVID-19, the flu and everything else? Yes. Why such a big deal? Because this is the theater. It's all theater. It's all just a big production. Here's another article New York Times. Five unusual COVID symptoms and what to do about them. What are these symptoms? Nerves. Rashes, which can be caused by nerves. Hair loss, which is caused by stress. And rashes on your toe. They call this COVID toe. Oh, and a hairy tongue, which is when healthy tongue cells rapidly replace themselves. This is caused by smoking. This is caused by drug use. This is caused by vaping. But that's okay because it's not the drug use. It's not the vaping. It's not the alcohol. It's not the excessive amounts of things that we consume, drinks or foods or things that aren't classified as foods. Technically, it's not our lifestyle. It's not our diet. It's not our inactivity. It's not our stress, anxiety, worry. It's not the terrorism. It's not the fear. It's not any of this stuff. It's not even vaccines. It's not even masks. What it really is is chemicals in the atmosphere. It's climate change causing worse neurological conditions. It's chemicals in the atmosphere causing respiratory and cardiovascular disease. And as more people die of COVID-19 who have been vaccinated, nobody wants to ask, are they dying of the vaccine? Are they dying of COVID-19? Or are they like before, just dying of normal things? And you call those COVID deaths. And now more and more people have gotten vaccines. So it's like more and more people are going to die having been vaccinated because they're not dying of COVID-19. They're not dying of the vaccine. They're dying of other things. Although vaccines are very dangerous. And they used the Johnson & Johnson shot to convince you to get the mRNA shot because they said Johnson & Johnson is dangerous. And then when you found out the mRNA shots were just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, then suddenly it was the vaccines won't protect you The vaccines will just prevent you from getting really, really sick, which is something you can't quantify. But as Dr. Fauci said, as long as you have an end goal, say, let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then it's okay to have authoritarian, draconian lockdowns like they have in China. That's just par for the course. This is a cult. Balenciaga shows you what the cult is all about. One of their main fashion designers, Lota Volkova, shows you She works for Vogue, Adidas, Balenciaga, shows you what the cult is all about. Human sacrifice, child sacrifice, cannibalism, torture, satanic ritual abuse, trauma-based mind control, abortion. That's the religion. That's the cult. They literally have people thinking that abortion, not only is a human right, but abortion is a justifiable and moral thing. They're the intellectuals. They're the scientists. Do what they say. They know what's right. You're wrong. Just this last two weeks, a lot of people have been talking about the Indonesia G20 agreement. I might do an entire show on this, but if you go through all the points of this agreement, it's a very thick document. It has a total of 52 different points that world leaders have agreed on at the G20. And there are two of the 50 plus sections that specifically, a lot of others do refer to COVID-19, but specifically refer to COVID-19 as this. We recognize that the existence or the extensive, rather, the extensive COVID-19 immunization is a global public good. So it's for the good, it's for the common good. That's a communist talking point. And we will advance our effort to ensure timely, equitable, and universal access to safe, affordable, quality, and effective vaccines, therapeutics, and diagnostics. We go on a little bit further. Point number 23. We acknowledge the importance of shared technical standards and verification methods under the framework of the International Health Regulations, IHR. That's what they just recently updated. When former Obama and Bush administration officials said The pandemic showed us that the CDC and our healthcare system failed, so we need to restructure it, and we need to integrate it into the global community. So if states like Florida don't want to participate, we can send UN troops into Florida to declare the emergency. That's literally what the new uh, IHR regulations are all about. That's not even the the WHO treaty that people have been discussing. That's the IHR regulations they changed. The treaty was to distract you from them changing the IHR. And why did they change the IHR? Well, to, quote, facilitate seamless international travel, interoperability, and recognizing digital solutions and non-digital solutions, including proof of vaccinations. Which means you'll need proof of vaccination to travel outside of your country to which you've been quarantined to. You've been locked down in. Funny how the ball just keeps rolling. Did I say ball? Ball? Oh, did you know where this declaration was signed? bal indonesia Balenciaga. You know that guy that Balenciaga promotes, the human child sacrifice cannibal pedophilia guy, uh, Bormans. He's also from Belgium, which is a hub of human trafficking and satanic activity. It's all a cult. Just like the Israeli activists smashing the climate change principles of climate repentance on what they believe to be Mount Sinai, just like the COVID-19 memorial in Warwickshire being burned because people tested positive for COVID and then died, and then they put their pictures and writings in this little altar and they burned it, big altar actually, and burned it. It is a cult, a cult that demands human sacrifice and demands the destruction of the innocents. Zero COVID policy, zero emissions. It's all the same thing. And at the end of the day, at the end of the show, it's not all for one and one for all. It's all for one and none for all. Because as Klaus Schwab said, the draconian measures that China has implemented, just as Dr. Fauci said, I played it for you. It is the quote, role model for most of the rest of the world. All for one and none for all. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will take forced vaccines or you will never be able to travel again. And this document from the Bali Indonesia G20 summit talks about a lot more than that. It is the revamped Agenda 2030 in their own words. They even say it's Agenda 2030 in the document that the G20 leaders signed. We'll talk about that hopefully coming up sometime this week here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. The Teachings.info is the website. Please subscribe to the archive. Please grab a copy of one of my books. It is $40 for the whole year right now for The Secret Teachings archive, plus the digital books. You get those with the subscription. That is our Black Friday Christmas deal extended through the end of the year, or $20 for all four of my digital books, just the books, if you just want those. rdgable at yahoo.com is not only the way that you contact us, but it is the PayPal email, please donate and buy the stuff like the books and the subscription as friends and family and the cash app option there's a link on our website thesecretteachings.info is the money sign RD Gable that is our cash app handle thank you so much for tuning in stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy don't be afraid, be informed and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast